0: Welcome to Initialist Narrative, Christmas edition with Shadows Pub. Today, I'm bringing you Stephen Leacock's short story, The Heirs of Santa Claus. It was Christmas Eve. The Browns who lived in the adjoining house had been dining with the Joneses. Brown and Jones were sitting over wine and walnuts at the table. The others had gone upstairs. What are you giving your boy for Christmas? asked Brown. A train, said Jones. New kind of thing. Automatic. Let's have a look at it, said Brown. Jones fetched a parcel from the sideboard and began unwrapping it. Ingenious thing, isn't it? Goes on its own rails. Queer how kids love to play with trains, isn't it? Yes, assented Brown. How are the rails fixed? Wait, I'll show you, said Jones. Just help me shove these dinner things aside and roll back the cloth. There, see? You lay the rails like that and fasten them at the ends. So, oh, yes, I catch on. Makes a grade, doesn't it? Just a thing to amuse a child, isn't it? I got Willie a toy airplane. I know, they're great. I got Edwin one on his birthday, but I thought I'd get him a train this time. I told him Santa Claus was going to bring him something altogether new this time. Edwin, of course, believes in Santa Claus. Absolutely. Say, look at this locomotive, would you? It has a spring coil up inside the firebox. Wind her up, said Brown with great ple- pleasure. Let's see her go. All right, said Jones. Just pile up two or three plates or something to lean the end of the rails on. There, notice the way it buzzes before it starts. Isn't that a great thing for a, a, a kid, eh? Yes, said Brown. And say, see those this little string to pull the whistle? By gat toots just like real. Now then, Brown, Jones went on, you hitch up the cars and I'll start her. I'll be the engineer, eh? Half an hour later, Brown and Jones were still playing trains on the dining room table. But their wives were upstairs in the drawing room, hardly noticing their absence. They were too much interested. Oh, I think it's perfectly sweet, said Mrs. Brown. Just the loveliest doll I've seen in years. I just got one like it for Alvina. Won't Clarice be perfectly enchanted? Yes, answered Mrs. Jones, and then she'll have all the fun of arranging the dresses. Children love that so much. Look, there are three little dresses with the doll. Aren't they cute? All cut out and ready to stitch together. Oh, how perfectly lovely, exclaimed Mrs. Brown. I think the mauve one would suit the doll best, don't you? With such golden hair. Only, don't you think it would make it much nicer to turn back the collars like so and put a little band? like so. What a good idea, said Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Let's try it. Just wait. I'll get a needle in a minute. I'll tell Clarice that Santa Claus sewed it himself. The child believes in Santa Claus absolutely. And a half hour later, Mrs. Jones and Mrs. Brown were so busy stitching doll clothes that they could not hear the roaring of the little train up and down the dining table and had no idea what their four children were doing. Nor did the children miss their mothers. Dandy, aren't they, Edwin Jones was saying to little Willie Brown as they sat in Edwin's bedroom. hundred in a box, cork tips. See, an amber mouthpiece that fits into a little case at the side. Good present for Dad, eh? Fine, said Willie appreciatively. I'm giving Father cigars. I know, I thought of cigars too. Men always like cigars and cigarettes. You can't go wrong on them. Say, would you like to try one or two of these cigarettes? We can take them from the bottom. You'll like them. They're Russian. Way ahead of the, the Egyptian. Thanks, answered Willie. I'd like one immensely. I only started smoking last spring on my 12th birthday. I think a feller's a fool to start smoking cigarettes too soon. Don't you? It's Tenson. I waited till I was 12. Me too, said Edwin as they lighted their cigarettes. In fact, I wouldn't buy them now if it weren't for Dad. I simply had to give him something from Santa Claus. He believes in Santa Claus absolutely, you know. While this was going on, Clarice was showing little Alvina the absolutely lovely little bridge set that she got for her mother. Aren't these markers perfectly charming, said Alvina? Don't you love this little Dutch design? Or is it Flemish? Darling. Dutch said Clarice. Isn't it quaint? And aren't these the dearest little things for putting the money in when you play? I needn't have got them with it, but they'd have sold the rest separately, and I think it's utterly slow playing without money, don't you? Oh, abominable, Shouted Elvina. But your mama never plays for money, does she? Mamma, Oh, gracious, no. Mamma's far too slow for that. But I shall tell her that Santa Claus insisted on putting in the little money box. I suppose she believes in Santa Claus just as my mama does. Oh, absolutely, said Clarice, and added, What if we play a little game with a double dummy in the French way, or Norwegian scat, if you like? That only needs two. All right, agreed Alvina. In a few moments, they were deep in a game of cards with a little pile of pocket money beside them. About half an hour later, all the members of the two families were again in the drawing room. But of course, nobody said anything about the presents. In any case, they were all too busy looking at the beautiful big Bible with maps in it that the Joneses had brought to give Grandfather. They all agreed that with the help of of it, Grandfather could hunt up any place in Palestine in a moment, day or night. But upstairs, away upstairs in a sitting room of his own, Grandfather Jones was looking with an affectionate eye at the presents that stood beside him. There was a beautiful whiskey decanter with a silver filigree outside and whiskey inside for jones's and for the little boy a big nickel-plated juice harp later on far in the night the person or the influence or whatever it is called santa claus to call the presents and place them in the people's stockings and being blind as he'd always been he gave the wrong things to the wrong people in fact he gave them, just as indicated above. But the next day, in the course of Christmas morning, the situation straightened itself out just as it always does. Indeed, by 10 o'clock, Brown and Jones were playing with the train, and Mrs. Brown and Mrs. Jones were making doll clothes. The boys were smoking cigarettes, and Calise and Alvina were playing cards for their pocket money. And upstairs, away up, grandfather was drinking whiskey and playing the Jew's harp. And so Christmas, just as it always does, turned out all right after all. How often have we bought presents based more on our own likes and enjoyment than the person receiving it? It was pretty clear in the story the gift givers really preferred to have the gifts they were giving to another. Good thing nearly blind Santa mixed up the twos and the from's, so the gifts ended up in the hands of the people who really appreciated them. The giver! Thank you for listening to the 4th of the Christmas podcast. The next episode will be LM Montgomery's The Christmas Surprise at Enderley Road.